the fifth chapter. I will read verse um, 25. Uh, it says, Husbands, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Verse 27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. I want to give you, I'm going to conclude part two of our mini-series on Connect Four. So Connect Four is a game that you can win horizontally, uh, vertically, or diagonally. And it's about aligning your different, I guess, um, ships in a four in a row, right? And so last week we talked about, this is a relationship series, so last week we talked about there's some things that you need to do first before you start dating and getting a relationship to make sure that you are in proper alignment. Because before you can talk to somebody or before somebody else can be your problem or whatever like that, you need to first deal with you. Because if you don't deal with yourself right and you have all of these um, particular things of what the man or what the woman needs to be and you're not that for them, it doesn't make sense. So when you have, when so last week we talked about Ruth and how Ruth did not go looking for a husband. How she was in turn going there to work for her and her mother-in-law so that they could survive. It was a matter of survival. So Ruth was not going for a man, but so she so happily got one and Boaz was the kinsman, kinsman redeemer, but there was another kinsman redeemer uh, that was closer in kin than what uh, Boaz was. And so I, I finished that on Tuesday night. But tonight I particularly want to talk about, so okay, you got yourself in order, right? So now let's deal with, all right, I'm aspiring to be married or I'm engaged or I am married right now. So what do I do to keep myself in alignment? All right, so let me give you an example. So what happens is we start off good, and then all of a sudden we're building, we're building, and then all of a sudden, let's think of this yellow here as the adversary. This yellow here as the adversary, what begins to happen is we're building, we're building, but yet we let the devil get a foothold into the marriage. All right? How can that happen? Lack of communication. Yeah. Lack of respect. So all of a sudden you were building, you were building, Foothold comes in, lack of communication, loss of trust because you can't respect them, and then now we're on our way to divorce. All right? So this is why a lot of times Christian marriages right now are ranking high in divorce because we preach this fairy tale thing to you 
Not understanding that you have to work even though you're saved. Help me all understand this too, ladies and gentlemen. Not only that, but Christian marriages are different than worldly ones. Not that they don't have different struggles. It's just that the attacks against those are even more heavy. Because it got them. We failed you to make you believe that the devil is this ignorant, dumb, naive person. The enemy knows his future. He knows where he's destined to go. He knows where he is destined to be. Here's his idea. I'm going to take a lot of you with you as much as I can. Also, the devil also knows God's role for the marriage. He was there. Don't you get it? He understands what God is trying to do through the man. And a, and a godly marriage so it can showcase the trinity here on the earth. So if I can get this messed up and begin to bring strongholds in every area of your relationship and get you to, number one, probably fall in love with the wrong person... Then he wins. And you know what happens? Connect four. I have you emotionally, spiritually, your body. I have all of you now. Because you wrapped up. And this is what begins to happen. This is why, because we build, we build. Things got hard. Communication starts suffering. There's a lack of respect and trust. And you have all of this going on, right? And the enemy allows that to go in. There's where infidelity could be caused. Or you just lose what you first had. You, quote, unquote, fall out of love or something. But I, I, I will submit to you tonight that, again, that it's a failure of work. And somebody stopped working. Not understanding that marriage is solely about work. So you have to align yourself in every position to make sure that you don't allow the enemy get to get in and, and have a foothold and to keep him out so that you can have a healthy and successful relationship. First thing. Hey everyone, I'm Elder Brittany and we want you to connect your faith by being a part of our Only Believe Capital campaign. Your contribution to this campaign will allow us to acquire more space and also have the opportunity to go to a morning service. Unfortunately, with the current location that we do have, we are very limited. We don't have the opportunity to have a morning service and we're not able to have enough storage to hold our beautiful equipment and everything that we need. So, connecting with us is simple. All you have to do is text TCF1 to 77977. Under the tab Fund, select Only Believe Capital Campaign and enter your amount. It's that simple. We thank God for you partnering with us and believing God with us for unbelievable and unpredictable possibilities. And remember, transformation starts here. We want you to connect your faith with us as we embark on an ambitious capital campaign entitled Only Believe. Support us by playing a part in the next stage of our church's history. First things first, let me help you understand this thing about marriage. Marriage, ladies and gentlemen, is a ministry. 
It is the ministry of serving one another. Okay? This marriage is a ministry. It is not some hobby. It is a ministry. It is a ministry since it's a ministry you got to work at. It. Jesus was in a marriage. Jesus, uh, the church is drawn out of Jesus. That's why he is the second Adam. That's why Paul says in Ephesians, I tell you a mystery. This is a great mystery. How, how the church is literally birthed out of Jesus. Yeah. How a woman came out of the first Adam. So in sense, the same thing with the church that we came out of his flesh. And now the church is born, right? So it is a ministry. And Jesus, because it is a ministry, Jesus sacrificed for his ministry. In other words, he sacrificed for the church. And man, here on the earth, who has been, I guess, who has the ministry of marriage, right? Because I'm not saying everybody is destined to be married. The Bible doesn't even teach that. But what I'm saying is those who have been destined for the ministry of marriage, the man is supposed to do the same as Jesus has done for the church. Matter of fact, the man is supposed to mirror exactly what Jesus has done for the church. The reality is, is that that is a assignment that you've been called to. Yeah. That's why we always use the scripture that many are called, but few are chosen. I'm going to use the same call that many may be called to the ministry, but only a few have been chosen because everyone does not carry the ministry or accepts the, the full totality of the ministry of marriage. That's why they don't want commitment. Colossians 1, chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 16 would say that all things were created by God and for God. So marriage is a ministry that God created for himself so that the man and woman through this union could give glory to God. Everything on this earth is for the glory of God. It is not for the glory of self. It is not for the glory of self to say that we are a power couple, that we are power goals, and any of that stuff. It is no, it's not bad to have couples that are mentors that you look up to. That is not an issue. What I'm saying is, is that everything is for the glory of God. It is not for one to take on oneself, because the real reality, it is a ministry of trying to figure out one another and constantly loving one another through the changes and the trials of life. Because here's the other thing about here The enemy has it When the trials of life come We were building, we were building But what happened was Where we were building wasn't kind of strong enough Hence therefore When the winds and the waves And all of that stuff came crashing up Against your little happy home It went down Ask me why Because somebody stopped working Somebody thought that it was going to be all glitz and roses. No. It's not glitz and glam. It's great. It's beautiful. It's a very beautiful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. That when people tell me, I don't believe in getting married. I believe that I could have a 14-year relationship without the title of marriage. I say, well, you have nothing. That's what I tell you. I tell you, your 14 years is nothing. You want to know why it's nothing? Because you don't have no true commitment. That's Marriage is what brings you into a vow. You don't have a real covenant between one another. Boyfriend and girlfriend ain't no covenant. Marriage, husband and wife are true covenantal relationship. That's a step before you get to marriage. But a true covenantal relationship. 
making vows to one another to death do us part in sickness and in health, that is a real commitment because you have this idea that marriage ruins a commitment. Well, it was never nothing there if marriage could ruin a commitment. Because neither one of you were prepared for ministry. Are you getting something out of this? All right, so neither one of you were prepared for ministry. And here's the thing, some of you get into ministry with a charlatan who's not ready for that. You, you force people to make commitments with you. Wow. You force people to make covenant with you that don't want to have covenant with you. Not in that covenantal way. You, 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 and we force stuff, and we force people to be things and to be a person that, that is not who they are. And we let our flesh govern ourselves instead of being governed by the spirit. And that's another reason why some of our Christian quote-unquote marriages are failing. Because somewhere down the line, the spirit stopped leading. Here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. The spirit of God must be the head and leading force of your marriage. If you don't have them, you're going down. And both of you got to be filled. Oh my God. Both of you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't be the only one. You can't be the only one. Now, some cases, when you know, before you got, before you met God, you were probably married beforehand, and something happened to you and you changed it eventually. Those are different cases, but if you starting out, saved already, supposedly, then you need somebody who is just not a wannabe Christian-ish brother or sister who just says that they are one, but they're not living a life that has, oh my God, living a life that is pleasing to God. How do you live a life that is pleasing to God? That means what you're doing is this, you're separating yourself and you're being holy as he is holy. And the way you live and your conduct and your behavior, it's not, oh, he's a nice, good person. You gotta be more than a good person. You gotta be a person filled with the Holy Ghost. Who cares about you being a good person? That can change. That can change. Oh, he's so nice. I can meet so many nice people. Can she pray, brother? Can she pray? Can she pray for you? When troubles come, can he pray? Does he know more than does he know more than praying over his food? My God, you gotta know something more than that. Come on, how can he teach your children in the way to go when he don't know nothing? Hallelujah! That's why you got kids now coming out any old type of way. You wanna know why? Because ain't no kid, nobody's teaching them the ways of the Lord. And so you got a bunch of ignorant kids walking around here behaving all, all type of way. You wanna know why? Because nobody has the word to depart into them. That's what's happening now. Ignorance is plaguing the earth. It's plaguing the earth. Ignorant, ignorant, ignorant. And you know you're still ignorant when you know better and you still don't do better. You're still ignorant. So that's what happens. So let me clear this up. Let's start all over. <laughs> so, what is the proper way to build? I got four C's. 
for a Christian marriage, a godly marriage. You ready for the first one? One, you must build it on Christ. Let's put the first one in. The red is the blood. The blood has to color. It has to be built on Christ. He has to be the solid rock. He has to be the foundation. Don't be like God first, failing second. No, no, no. He's the center of everything. He is, if I had a diagram, it's literally that he's the circle. And after that, everything branches out from the circle. All right? He has to be the foundation. If he's not the foundation, then you know what's going to happen? You're going to fall. <laughs> You're going to fall. So, he must be the foundation. On Christ, you must build. Here's the way. He, he, you've got to build on Christ. Jesus told a parable. Uh, he told a parable about how people build, you know, some build on the sand, you know. Some people, you know, he, he, he went down and, and, you know, only those who build upon the rock. You know what I'm saying? He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And you have to say on the thing, on my marriage, I'm going to build my marriage on Christ. And the gates of hell that cannot prevail against a marriage that has started out building on the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. You ready? Christ Jesus. Foundation. If they have a problem with it, go find someone else's time to waste. Are you hearing me tonight? Oh, I can't date you because you're a Christian woman and you probably ain't going to give up the goods. That's right. You're going straight to... All right. So, you got to build it on Christ. All right? Here's the other thing. You got to build it on commitment. You must be more committed to the person than the idea of marriage. People are more committed to the idea, the fairy tale. Making it on Worldstar or all of those YouTube places about your wedding going viral. No one cares if it doesn't last more than three weeks. No one cares. Money, 40,000, 30,000. Credit cards that you went in debt for over your marriage. Doesn't matter. It's all gone. And now you're in debt. And now you have to hire somebody for divorce. My Jesus. Commitment. Here's what I'm saying. Jesus was committed to the church. Jesus is committed to the church. Flaws and all. <laughs> Men, flaws and all. Women, flaws and all. Can I kill the idea that your spouse is perfect? It's wrong. It's not true. They are flawed, just like you. They'll make mistakes. You're not always going to like them. They may piss you off and certain sort of things like that. But you know what? you got to be committed. Because they're human. You're human. You make mistakes. You're not perfect either. Ding, 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 ding. Say, I'm not a perfect individual. Say, I got issues. Just like you. All right. So committed. You got to be committed. You, you, you have to have a commitment. You got to have two committed individuals. Two committed. 
that these are just not words that we are saying that to death do us part. But this is a vow and this is a call that I'm keeping. That I'm going to be committed to serve you. We're going to be committed to serve one another. Not only our commitment to one another, but our commitment to honoring God. Because, knock, knock, knock. I'm coming back at your door again. It's more, it's, it's not about you in a sense. It's about the glory of God. So you two have to be committed to that. You have to be committed to honoring oneself. You got to be committed, as Paul was saying, to love her as you love yourself. To love her as you love your own body. That takes commitment. If you're committed to yourself, then you got to be committed to her in the same way that you are committed to yourself. Are you hearing me? So we have to understand that. We have to love our wives as our own selves. All right? For we are members of his own body. That's what verse uh, 30 says to us. So you have to build it on commitment. All right. Third. You getting something out of this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Third. You have to build it on commitment. So commitment with one another. Uh, commitment with God. And commit it to your marriage. Number three. All right. This is so crucial. All right. Communication. All right. You know, I'm not a guru, but everyone says this because it's a principle of life. Communication, communication, communication. Not just in marriages, but also if there was proper communication, a lot of miss, um, a, a lot of things wouldn't go south. If people properly communicated. You get what I'm saying? There wouldn't be a lot of misunderstandings if people could communicate their misunderstandings. All right? A lot of that stuff is called, and a lot of tour and family stuff is called because people didn't communicate properly. A lot of things happen on work because somebody misinterpreted the email. Here's what I'm going to tell you now. Communication in today's age is getting worse and worse. People know how to communicate their emotions through emojis. They don't know how to talk to one another. People refer, prefer to text rather than talk. And texting, and a lot of texting can bring a lot of miscommunication. Because if you interpret that text wrong, you're going to have an issue. We live in a day where people rather date online than to actually go and date someone in person. Don't know how, and that's why, and that's how you get shows like Catfish. And all of these types of things. You want to know why? Because you don't know how to communicate. Something has to be wrong when the person says they can't get on a FaceTime call and they're hiding themselves in the dark. Something should lead you on to say, ding, 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 ding. This is a setup. Huh? It's a setup. This is not right. People's communication skills are getting worse. It's getting so bad to the point where people text, people email you the way they text you at work. This is crazy to me. People's communication skills. People don't know how to have a proper one-on-one adult conversation with you. They rather hide behind the phone. You want to know what's going to make you a lot of money in this new age of new age work if you know how to communicate? 
Warren Buffett said this recently. Those who know how to communicate in this new age, in this new age, will be very rich. If you're scared to communicate, you need to learn now. Because what's going to set you apart is you being able to communicate. Your communication skills is what's going to set you apart. Just saying. Here's the thing. You have to communicate with one another. And it has to be genuine and honest communication. So I'm going to talk about, so I'm going to marry next year. I'm not saying this to glory about myself. I'm just saying this next year. I'm going to so me and, um, me and my fiance were on the phone, not last night, but the night before, on FaceTime. And we were just going through a whole bunch of questions. What is it, and the question was, is uh, what irritates who, what irritates you the most about your spouse, right? And so I told what I, I'm irritated about, right? I said my truth. You know, it's easy when you can say your truth and then the person, you know, woo! But there's a different story. When they start telling their truth, it's like, you know, you had the violin start playing. <laughs> it's up to you to tell you. It's like, well, dang, you should have said something that early. See, <laughs> like you had this pinned up for a little second here. Excuse me. Jesus. Why do I bring this example up, man? Because it's very important that you have to have genuine and honest conversations. You get what I'm saying? Genuine and honest conversations lead to more healthy relationships. All right? Honest conversations, man. Genuine honest. It's not saying that it's always going south or stuff like that, but just communicating how your day was. Communicating different things like that. Communicating with one another so you can stay on the same track because watch this. If you don't communicate properly, here's what's going to happen. The devil gets a foothold. Why does he get a foothold? Let me explain to you why he gets a foothold. Because there's buildup Build up, build up, build up anxiety and anger. That's not a dress. Wow. And because you didn't do it, then it's a big riff. Wow. Another block. You know what I mean? That is holding you up. No connect for it there. Wow. <laughs> you lost. You get know what I mean? You don't win. So. So. Gotta build it on Christ. Gotta build it on commitment. You gotta build it on communication. If you do not like to communicate, you gotta get over yourself. That is a plug for my next message series next Sunday. <laughs> you gotta get over yourself. Here's why. Because if you don't, you shouldn't get you shouldn't get married. <laughs> because you don't, if you you gotta be honest. You gotta be honest. If she smacks the gun and it gets on your nerves, you tell her. Sweet Jesus. I'm not trying to be graphic, but a lot of times, but a lot of times, people be sending, and I be thinking it's so embarrassing, right? I was watching Kevin on stage YouTube video, right? And the man was asking a question, and I'm not gonna go and say what that question was, but he was asking a question about, you know, grown people stuff, right? Sex, all right? 
And so, why are you at? <laughs> I gave you a girl, right? <laughs> he was having a conversation about that. Son! He was having this conversation. Myself, why are you asking Kevin on stage for advice and you have not brought this to your wife? That don't make sense. And if I told you what the question was, which I will not, but I'm like, that is something that you should really be communicating with your wife. That's why it's okay. All right, number four. My fourth point, and I'm coming to a close. I hope this really helps you. Compassion. You, out of communication, you have to be able to extend grace. Yeah. Have to be able to extend grace. What I've learned about myself, and I don't mind talking about myself, is um, you know, I'm pretty good at extending grace. But you know, if it's something I'm very strong on, I could be very stubborn. <laughs> um, but that's not how this works, right? So you have to build again on compassion. Compassion. You have to extend grace to one another. Mercy. That's what Jesus did for us. That's why I use Ephesians five, Ephesians five, and verses twenty and below. Because here's the reason why: that Jesus extended mercy and grace when he didn't have to, and he continually does this. He said, and Lamentations tell us that mercy, new mercies we see every morning. Because his compassion fails not. So if he continues to give us new mercy and grace, you got to be merciful with your spouse. Both of you got to be merciful. You, you, you mean, all right, so, you, so your spouse did something that you told him you shouldn't have done in the first place. Right? Most of us, or some of us, let me just, you know, be like, I told you that. I told you! No, <laughs> so you be like, I told you. <laughs> Some people can use choice words. They be like, I told you. you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> How does that help the situation? <laughs> that don't make a person feel even bad. Like, Jesus. Next time they ain't gonna tell you. You know, he was right, you know. <laughs> Should have listened to you. <laughs> Yeah. Listen to me, I tell you. I know the way. But you know what's so funny? Because you're going to need that same grace when you do something like that. And, well, you didn't have to be all that. Well, remember the time when I said I was wrong and you were like, I told you so well, this is my time. <laughs> Take it back. How do you like it? Beyonce's favorite thing is to say, see, I'm not a dumb woman. <laughs> see, I'm not stupid. I know it's like... I said, okay. Next time you do something, just know what's coming. <laughs> just know. Brandon is coming back. Like, you know, I, I'm one of those people, I'm not gonna say anything. I just... Nope. <laughs> 
You know, and this is the funny thing. I'm not gonna put her out, but I am. So I have the bike. You know, babe, I shouldn't have bought that particular thing. You know, I didn't think that all the way through. You think? You know, I really need to get better with my shopping. No. You think so? But her vice versa thing is like, so what you eat today? Mm. Oh, well. So I'll be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like an African guy. <laughs> that meme, he had the calculator, he was like. y'all to have prosperous relationships and if y'all talking to people that you shouldn't be talking to please get rid of them because well, it's going it's going to disaster and trust me i will pray for the demise of it <laughs> you're laughing i'm serious you want to know why i'm serious because i don't want to see you make a mistake not with your life this is about life and death and sometimes we take like take this casual stuff too lightly there's nothing casual about your life. There's nothing casual about your time. Time is one thing you don't get back for nobody. You hear me? If my life is about a vapor on the earth, well, this vapor ain't gonna spend a lot of time messing with you. I'm gonna go to where the glory cloud is. Where God is. All right, I'm coming to close. Here's the thing. It says, this is a great mystery I speak concerning Christ and the church. This is a great mystery. This is a mystery that um, that cardinal-minded people could not understand. This mystery only belongs to those who actually know Jesus. That you can understand the type of the extent of his love for the church. And that's why marriage is to mirror, marriage here is to mirror Christ and the church because we are his bride. Yeah. And there is a type of relationship that some people think that it's, a, it's so secret. It's what, what stands godly marriages because it's the mystery of how the Holy Spirit can deal with two people. Their stuff, your stuff. Working your stuff out, working your stuff out, coming together to leave and becoming one. And he says, for this reason, this is why a man leaves his home, right? And, and he comes one with his wife. It is the thing about joining and unity. It's called oneness. How can two walk together unless they agree? Cannot come together unless, not saying that you're going to agree on everything, right. but I'm saying of the like-mindedness. That is the thing about relationships. I'm not here to be a guru. I think I'm tired of hearing books and guru stuff about all of this stuff, and all they're doing is saying the same stuff and just dressing it up on the different contexts, and then people make up some other things, and people start doing that and be like, oh, it didn't work for me. 
knock knock, I can tell you that. <laughs> but the reality is, is that this mystery of marriage is 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 found in the extent of how Christ loves the church, and it is a great mystery because one does not understand why would a man literally lay down his life for a bunch of people that he knows that he already knew who not everyone was going to follow, but for the remnant that would, it was available for him. So what do I do for those of you who say, I don't think I have the ministry of marriage? Well, you are still a bride. Because if you're not going to be married here, you'll definitely be married there. For those of you who desire marriage and say, I believe I have this ministry of marriage, let me tell you something. You'll, it's, you'll see the extent of it here, and you'll really see the extent of it there. That's why I tell you everything is centered around heaven. There's nothing we do in here that, that is outside of what God has already intended for things to do. You know what we do. We take it and, and go completely left with what God says is right. And now, in nowadays, we are calling wrong right Whoa. and right wrong. Whoa. And so the moral standard of what marriage looks like is completely, uh, the enemy has done a, a, a really good job of trying to muddle money to waters. Yeah. And so because of money in the waters and we want people to accept it, so men and men wants to have a child. Because they gave up their right. Because of their choice. Certain choices, you give up a right. Because of decisions you made. Women and women want to have a child. Ask for other people to donate their sperm. Why is that? Because you gave up your right. That is not what a godly home looks like. No matter how bad you try, that is not how a godly home looks like. You know what that is? That is a home of confusion. And your father is not the fa well. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> they said, "Oh, my, our father is Abraham, God's father." No, your father is the devil. That's where you came from. But people don't like that type of teaching because you want to know what it is. We've settled for this watered down, feel good, letting you just cope with your sin, not telling you you can overcome it. Not telling you that the blood of Jesus can sustain you. Yes. So you know what we do? It's okay. All have fallen short. You know, that's very true. All of us have. But the gift of God. Hello. Second part of the verse. The gift of God is what? Eternal life. So yeah, all have fallen short. But those who receive the gift. Don't mean that I keep falling short. This just mean I'm sinning less. Yes. And hopefully I get to the point where at some point in time, it don't, it don't overcome me no more. I'm not even phased by that. I'm going to have struggles as long as I live here. Okay, let me get that straight now. You will. But there's certain things that will not overcome me anymore. Because I have the power already. Amen. Look at somebody say, you got to connect it together.
telling you if your life is not built on him, your life is destined for destruction. And you know what? And the, here's the great thing about the gospel. The great thing and the good news about the gospel is that even though we were headed to destruction, Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again. Here's the important part. He ascended. So that he sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. This is the type of Jesus that we serve. This is the type of God that God, for God,